All right, we are back with our third annual Valentine's Day special here on Country and Cold Cans. I'm Logan Sidney with Trucker Andy and Kyle. Be sure to give us five stars and a great review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, and Stitcher. Check out the website countryandcoldcans.com for blog content and merch. If you were looking to get, uh, you know, your significant other a belated Valentine's Day gift this year, hey, get them some Country and Cold Cans merch. You can't go wrong. Um, in the description of this podcast, there is a link that says click here to leave us a voicemail. Let us know your thoughts. Um, today we are going to be talking about the brand new Ernest record. Um, fellas, uh, last year on our second annual Valentine's day episode, we, that was on along the release of flower shops is due out with Morgan Wallen that you guys reminded me pre-show. Yes. It took a year then, for this album to come out. <laughs> yeah. Cause, and then, well, no, the, the, uh, that was the on record flower came shops, out in, the original yeah, 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 flower yeah, shops. The album yeah. came out in March of 2022. And then here we are a year later, right? Uh, the week, the Friday before uh, Valentine's Day, he released Flower Shops, the album Two Dozen Roses. So technically, this is a deluxe version of the release from last year, but we're treating it as a completely separate record because it was 13 songs that have been written over the uh, past year. And I, we've talked about this on our episode a couple, couple weeks ago where we were saying albums have become too long. This mm-hmm. was done, I believe, for the purpose of streaming platforms. We're in the streaming era, but love it or hate it, it's just what we are. And well, 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 you like the streaming; you just don't like the so, length of the albums. But it a, just helps them keep keep it in the in the rankings. So I have a thought: How far away? How far away are we from SEO and album titles? Oh. SEO and album titles. That's how far away are we from that? I think we're yeah, like at most twelve months. We, I don't even know if we're probably if we might be in the middle of it. And we don't know. I, I think it might have already started a little bit. Really? Okay. Yeah. Come. On. I'm wondering. Like, I don't know. I'm just just thought about this. I wonder if it's going to be like SEO, or it's just going to be more like how stuff gets linked together on Spotify. How to get something to pop up when you're somewhere else. I'm still yeah. waiting for the YouTube thumbnail, generic YouTube thumbnail as an album cover. Random dude, like dude. Yeah. <laughs> With some words on it, yeah. Yeah, with some words on it, random dude looking at like the top right corner of the picture. With some I'm explosion wait- and something yeah. exciting. Presented yeah. by Michael Bay. I it is probably already happened. We've just never heard of the TikToker. That's true. Yeah. I, I wonder yeah, I'm I, yeah. I also it's my obligatory time to call Andy out on pretending like he doesn't uh, he's not on social media when I swear he's always on social media. <laughs> Anytime he makes that? a comment like that, I've made it my he's mission on- to be like he he's a he watches TikToks, he just watches them a week later when they become Instagram reels. Oh, I'm I don't watch reels. All that. The only reels I watch are from people that I follow. If they oh, post I'm, a reel. I I send y'all funny ass shit all the time. Exactly. Like people now, watch it. In my defense, I am on Instagram and the only time I'm on it is usually when I'm going to the potty and uh I sit there for like 35 minutes straight when my legs fall asleep <laughs> and I'm just sitting there. Dude, yeah. And I'm just I keep scrolling. I'm like, oh that's hilarious. I send it to you or some other people that I do it find it funny. Either that isn't that or, a terrible feeling though, like when you're sitting on the toilet and you get caught up in reading something or whatever and then when you try to get up 
you can't you finish wiping and you try to get up and your your yeah. feet are like asleep your legs are asleep and you feel like you're about to fall over i've done i've, I've said there so long that i couldn't get up i was like i had to start smacking my legs like, wake, <laughs> yeah. up, wake, up, wake up bitch wake up we got stuff to there's do more, there's some bad things that can happen in those scenarios that i'll just left leave unsaid what have you done? If you've been there. Were, you, were you getting? Would you get? Would you get assaulted on the toilet? I mean, nah. When when you oh. sit too long and your poop starts to dry up and the wiping don't go good. <laughs> oh, okay. There was I've never a, quite stretched it that long. But that's there was a yeah. funny meme that a friend of ours uh, sent me one time that it showed like this somebody's face kind of with a scowl on it, but it ha- it had like brown <laughs> all over the face and it says. What the water sees when my butthole is is facing the water while I'm looking at Instagram reels on the toilet. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Well, Andy, that's why you just got to get the the wet wipes. Or get a bidet. Probably a little hard for truck stops. They had one. I my my dad was just at the truck stop where they had the bidet that I used. <laughs> They had to take them out because people were trying to take showers with them. Oh, no. (laughs) People do some wacky things. And by people, you mean truckers? (laughs) I mean, who showers most of the time at truck stops? Who showers with a toilet? Light lizards. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) I don't know. Is that true, Andy? I don't know. Oh, okay. I wouldn't know. Uh... Mm. Well, you because you don't follow him to the shower when you're done. <laughs> also, <laughs> ah, burn. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Damn, I ain't got no comeback for that one. <laughs> yeah, no, that was pretty good. <laughs> And he's like, you know what, sir? I can see. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's Valentine's Day for you. Uh, before we jump into the album, hookers and poop. <laughs> Just like Valentine's Day. <laughs> well, <laughs> before we move into. Two Dozen Roses by Ernest. Have uh, have you guys, uh, we went on a long rant, I believe it was two years ago, about how we think Valentine's Day is a dumb, made-up holiday. Has anyone changed their mind since then? Nope. No. Might have gotten um, worse. <laughs> I got uh, took out for the, to the woodshed literally this year. I bought a car and I bought a flower, so <laughs> chokes on me. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, Hallmark. I think Hallmark actually, the store Hallmark actually invented Valentine's Day. I think I was reading that. <laughs> I believe I've heard that. Yeah, I believe I've heard that. Well, yeah. I, I actually heard a different story about St. Valentine or Valentine. However, he, was, was, he didn't exist. Could have been a she. Whenever, we don't know. Oh, I don't know. All I know yeah, is it's, it's, a it's a dumb holiday. It's a dumb holiday because it's 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 a it's definitely a made up holiday. People get sure, so yeah. excited about it. And the thing is, I, I did see something kind of funny, but it made me laugh, not really with them, but at them. I saw a couple of people on Instagram today and uh, a couple of young ladies, and they posted a photo of them being single and said, Happy Independence Day, Queens. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, that is that's infinitely a, more cringe than Galentine's. That's a disgrace to a real holiday, the 4th of July. 
Now, right? Now that's a real holiday. Disrespectful. Yeah. Just say Galentines. We make yes, we make fun of it, but it's a it's a it's a parody. Don't say Independence. Oh God, God, that's ridiculous. We used to be a proper country. It's like that um that NFL promo I sent y'all from like 15 years ago on Instagram, and I was like, this is what they stole from us. I said that looked badass. It made me want to watch the NFL, and I hate the NFL. Logan, I think you're finally coming around that we should have been born 10 years earlier. Oh, yeah, because society peaked between the 90s up until about 2010. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think from like 19, 1991, we were still on the rise. Yeah. About 99, we were almost at the peak. Hit a slight dip in 01. We all know what happened there. And then after that, it was all rise. And then 2010, we were like, yeah, 2012, I think the Aztecs were on to something. The Aztecs said, might have been on to something, yeah. <laughs> I think they were onto something about 2012. Yeah, the world's going to end. It was just start going shit after that. I wonder, just wonder if this is just what everybody that's 30 says. Right. All the kids start dressing differently and calling us sir and ma'am. And we're just, and then their their yep, dumb music we're that they like comes out. And we're just like, oh, no, no, we're out. We're done. World's over. I mean, I the had, world as we ooh, knew it kind of is. I did have my first old man moment. I had to look up what you had your it first. Is. Well, the first one I would acknowledge. Um, I had to look up what Riz meant on an Instagram comment. I've never said, heard that phrase. Yeah, I saw all these people like, oh yeah, he's got Riz? that. He, no, R-I-Z-Z. <clears throat> all the comments were, oh, he's got that Riz. Like, the fuck is Riz? I had to look it up. It's short for charisma. Oh my gosh. Just like he's, charisma. Close like, he's got a, spelling? like he's got an attractive personality. He's got why that do you Riz. have to, why does everything he's, have to be shortened? Because they don't know the word charisma. I, actually, that was my second moment. My first one was looking at what a simp was. <laughs> <laughs> I figured that one out. I didn't figure that out. I was like, what the I fuck is I used context simp? clues on that one. I actually think that one's kind of funny. Yeah, that one is. That but... one makes sense, though. And, as a force, Simp's a real force. word, isn't it? I thought it was for sure. Yeah. Simple. I don't know. All I know is that I had a, a buddy at work one time that was acting like a total simp. And I, I we used to <laughs> we used to meme each other in the office like we would find something funny, Photoshop somebody onto a meme and then print it out and hang it in the office. And oh, I put him yeah. I put him in it and said he was the mayor of Simp City. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah. But Riz, old man moment I had today. Riz. Yeah, I don't know about yeah. all that. Yeah. No so cap, fam. Like, yeah, yeah. You got that Riz. No cap, fam. I'm getting old. Hey, for all of our younger listeners, because I look at the analytics on this, I know some of you are there. Um, this is what 30 looks like. <laughs> it's coming faster than you yeah. think. <laughs> yeah, a lot faster than you think. And when you're 30, we'll be 40, and I'll be like Clint Eastwood. Get the hell off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. Yeah, yeah. so... <laughs> All right, so Valentine's Day. Let's talk about some Ernest Two Dozen Roses. So, like I said, he back in March of 2022, he released Flower Shops, the album. Um, we covered that album back then. We all liked that album quite a bit. Andy, I think it made your top five favorite records of the year last year. It was on a list. I don't know what number <laughs> of list it was, but it was on a list. It made a yeah. list, and it wasn't a bad one. Yeah, it made your top five. Um, then he released over the course of the last couple of months, uh, three promotional singles. So we have heard, you know, two or three of these songs. I think we talked about one or two here on the show, but he announced that 
you know, the deluxe version of that record is going to be coming out because he had been writing and, you know, and decided to record 13 new songs, make it into a deluxe version called Flower Shops, the album Two Dozen Roses. Uh, very similar album art. I think the album art on this one's really, really cool. Um, it, basically, <laughs> he's standing out in front of the the uh, flower shops in the flower. It, you know how like really run down, like looking like old hotels are like weird colors, like purple and pink. Mm-hmm. That's what kind of mm-hmm. like this flower shop in this one looks like. And then he's got like an old car and he's sitting there wearing almost like a mink coat or not a mink coat, whatever kind of coat. I don't know what kind of. Uh, I'm not a fashion guy, so I don't know what that's made out of. But with, he's looking with a, like a fit uh, wife beater. He's looking like a relatively fit cornbread cowboy on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, Andy, that's that guy that everybody keeps sending, saying, "Andy, this is you." And it was like it got sent to you three times ah, in a month. Out. Yeah, I mean, because he kind of has a little bit of a old beer gut. Maybe that's the angle he's trying to stand at. He's probably really fit, but he's trying to make it look like he's got a little pudge there, you know. <laughs> Looking like he's one of the norms. Right. Sitting there uh, at a certain angle trying to show that he's got that Riz. But That's right. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that Riz. <laughs> <laughs> he's got two dozen roses in his hand. So, like I said, he said he had been writing and wanted to release these. We're treating it as it's his own separate entity because we've already talked about the original release, right? And this is 13 songs by the country and cold can standard. This is a record. So we're, we separated it from the original release, and we're looking at this as if it's its own entity. That's just a continuation of, of so to speak, of the last record, uh, but not talking about the previous songs that released in 2022. Um, <clears throat> overall, got to say, this, in, especially coming from mainstream artists, this is right up my alley. Loved this record. From the, the songwriting was solid to very good. The... Production was spot on for what I like from coming out all out of the uh, FM dial from a mainstream artist. There is tons of pedal steel on this record, man. Like I, I love to hear that. I was actually, I thought it fit pretty well um, sonically with the previous record. Oh, that's what I was going to say. You I, I think <clears throat> previous eleven. Yeah, like the mm-hmm. the original release. Yeah. I think like their differences go well together. Like I, I don't like it being put together on the same album on Spotify, but these songs do go very well together. It's, this is, I don't know. I feel like the other side was maybe a little bit more Rocky sounding leaning a little bit. This is way leaning a little more country and it really meshes very well together. I do. I do see them being on the same dealio. Yeah, I think I agree with you on that. I think this side definitely was uh, leaned more into the country sounds, leaned more into even leaned more into like old school kind of like sound and country on on some of the tracks. But the songwriting on this, I I found interesting because it had everything from some stuff, you know, you can tell would fit well in like on radio, some stuff that uh, took a more classic country approach to songwriting and then some stuff that. Um, he even touched on like a, a comedic song or two. And one of them I thought was done very, very well. And I'll, well, when we get to that, I'll, you know, talk about, uh, mention why, but the thing that I think I found most interesting was his collaboration with Dean Dillon. Oh, oh yes. Dude. Do you, do you guys know who Dean Dillon is? No, but I, I want to. That guy's voice sounds like, he well, sounds like George Strait. Yes. Yeah, the Not funny exactly, thing about, but definitely a little bit for sure. That's what I was saying. 
the funny thing about that song, so the song we're talking about here is um, What Have I Got what to I Lose? Got, it's, a, yeah. it's a duet with Dean mm-hmm. Dillon. So Dean Dillon is a legendary songwriter. It was co-written with Dean Dillon and, funny enough, Brian Kelly from Florida Georgia Line. Well, Dean Dillon has written some of the biggest country songs that you guys have heard, and he has written a shit ton of George Strait songs. He is George Strait's like go-to songwriter over the course of his career, from his first record writing, I believe, Unwound was a Dean Dillon write, to all the way up to like more modern songs. But especially in the '90s and the '80s, like they he 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 cut a ton of Dean Dillon songs. The Chair, like I believe, Oceanfront Property. All those things were like Dean Dillon writes. Now, Dean Dillon also wrote um, Tennessee Whiskey. Mm. The the big uh, David Allen Coe, George Jones, Chris How Stapleton song. Guy? Oh, he's, he's, he's up there in age at this point. But Dean Dillon is an absolute legend in country music, especially in the songwriting uh, side of things. His influence on George Strait is, is unmistakable to the point that I have the exact same thought. I was like, this sounds like a George Strait song. Dean Dillon's <laughs> voice... And his sounds phrasing like, sounds like George Strait. And I wonder how much yeah. of his influence listening to Dean Dillon demos when he was recording it influenced George Strait's phrasing. You know what I mean? Over the mm-hmm. years. Because like Dean Dillon is a major, major player in the George Strait career. Like I, I'm, I'll send you guys the link afterwards and with the list of songs like that Dean Dillon wrote for George Strait. You'll be surprised how many you know. Dean Dillon also <clears throat> wrote a handful for Kenny Chesney, a handful for Toby Keith. A lot of songs you guys like you've been listening to Dean Dillon songs your entire lives and didn't realize it. But this guy is like a big time. Like I've always known the name and known a little bit about him and known like he was a big deal within the songwriting stuff. But the more I just kind of dove into him, like this guy is a huge deal. It was, it was an awesome get for this uh, particular song. And I love this song. I thought this song was um very much a classic country song done, done right. And it was awesome to hear from a younger artist. Does he go by double D? <laughs> Andy's back to talking about a lot lizards. <laughs> no, that was a ref. Like, there, there was a wrestler that said that. Which wrestler? Uh don't remember. No, there was a, there was a double wrong. A. There's a triple A. That was a double G. That was a double G. D O double G. And that's Road Dog. Road that's Dog. Double Jesse G's. James, the badass Billy Gunn. Those double G's. They're close enough. It's le- it's double letters. What's the difference? D's and the rest of the alphabet. Yeah. Well, <laughs> man, you know, yeah, shit yeah. happens. Yeah. English language, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I agree. The second half of the album ha- has a lot more consistency than the first eleven or so. Um, the first eleven or so, when you could, when you take a like a 10,000 foot view. It kind of almost makes the album seem all over the place. Um, the second half, very sonically in line. Um, but when you get like classic and sucker for small towns, uh, yeah, they sound like straight pop hits. See, I don't um, hear sucker for small towns being super poppy. I think it's got a little bit of pop influence, but like yeah. now, so let me clarify. Did you mean when we were talking before recording that looking at the whole album, like the yes, one the whole album. last year? Okay, yes. Okay, I get more album. what you're talking about now. Not the last yeah, thirteen yeah. or twelve. Yeah, they're okay. all fairly in line. But when you take yeah. all, was it was it twenty four? I think or twenty. I don't know. Whatever it is, 
20 something on the whole double album, whatever we're calling this. Um, it kind of makes it all over the place because, uh, was it Did It With You? Is that the one that has like that? Oh, yeah. 80. No, I love Did It With yeah, You. That 80, was yeah. the, yeah. the very like the Don 80s. Henley 80s yeah, like, kind of like uh, influence. Yeah, it, sounds like it's, yeah, it yeah. sounds like it needs to be in Miami Vice. I mean, that's yeah. in there. Uh, I mean, and then you've got like classic, and then you've also got some songs that kind of sound like they want to be like 60s cosmic country in a way. And it's but <clears throat> the second half, yeah, I, I do agree that it's very. But, I was actually kind of surprised at how country this these 13 tracks were. Um, I, I know that stuff. like I it really does because like I know like just even with the what we're considering the album opener, This Fire. That's some old school country shit because I honestly, the way the production is on that and the, and the reverb used on the vocal, it reminded me of a couple of songs that American Aquarium has done on their last record or two that have just come out in the last few years where they leaned into a little bit more of a country or sound. And then the, the way the, like the difference in the chorus versus the verses and the melody it it reminded me of that for some reason, but it also reminded me of like old school country. Um, it hooked me in. I saw him pl- post like a, a TikTok uh, teasing that a day before the album. That got peaked my ears up and got me. It, it hooks me in immediately with the way that song sounded. That song opens up like the beginning of that reminds me a lot of Flatland Calvary. Mm. That was actually reminding me more of uh, some of uh, Tyler Childers, um very religious esque. Yeah, song. yeah. So, yeah, like the way the production is, I can, I can yeah. uh, hear what you mean on that. Yeah, for sure. Whatever the new album was, I can't remember. But uh, <clears throat> that's what I, uh, that's what it reminded me of. But that, I put that's that in a my, fair uh, comparison, like on the production. I, I'm with you on that. Yeah, I put that in my eh. air. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I thought that overall, like the songwriting ranged from solid to very good on this, yes. like. I know, and then just some of the songs I really like strictly just because of the vibes, man. Like there are songs like "Wild Wild West" and "Nothing to Lose" just have this carefree kind of like feel to it. Um, like with "Wild Wild West," you know, you're talking about a song where you're like completely smitten by this girl, and just the way that she lives life, you're fascinated by, it. and she may even leave you. But being with her is like the wild, wild west. But just the vibes of that song, the not even so much the subject matter, just the way it sounds. It sounds like something that I'm during this summer. I'm gonna love to listen to with the windows down. Like that one has been like a earworm for me from the very beginning. I kind of look at this um, thirteen album, whatever we call it, as almost like a up down, up down, up down. And then finally, like the bobbers in the pond going up down. Yeah, and then just down. <laughs> because if you look at the the songs, like Hill is the living the American dream, burnout kind of. I don't really know if it's going to go the way we wanted to go, and then it, you kind of get into the little breakup lull, and then you know you get drunk with my friends, <laughs> where, and then you know anything but sober. And then you got my favorite song on the album, What Have I Got to Lose? And it just kind of progressively gets really sad till you get to Miss That Girl. Miss That Girl, throwaway on the album. Um, but the first couple songs, it's like almost an, an up with a couple little, I'm not going to call them ravines, but some some down moments as far as songwriting goes. 
And then it just goes really sad, <laughs> which, you know, we all love some sad boy shit. Um, I'm really definitely, impressed with this. I, but Definitely. Like you mentioned Hill. Like I like that song a lot because of it. Um, like you said, it's painting the American dream and like wanting to build a life. And I yes. love I, I, it's a phrase I use all the time talking about uh, that's a hill I'm I'm willing to die on when I'm yeah, you you know, your going on something that I like. That, like I liked it. It turned that around to like, you know, being a literal hill with the house on yeah. it and everything, wanting to build a life and not just seeing it as it is. And thinking back when he said this porch that was built in 1963, then it also kind of shifts towards painting a picture of the future and the life you that they're going to build for the like their family there. Uh, I yeah. thought that song was very, very well done. That I like the one yeah. that sold me on it. Which one? That the that's a heel I could die on. The double meaning of it. That one sold me on it. Oh yeah, I like it. I like the song. One, it prints the American dream, but two, <laughs> it's the first song that they're not actually building the house in physical sense. They're building it in an emotional and like metaphysical. I guess is the word. You know, we're millennials. Nobody can afford to build a house. We bought this uh, house that the boomers built. Um, and, you know, they're fixing it up. They're making it modern. But, yeah, they're not technically building a home, but they're building a home if you, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? The, uh, I, that's an interesting take. Into that, if you want to lean into that, Kyle, you could say they're not building a house, but they're building a home. There you go. Yep. yep. <laughs> It's like an influencer, uh, inf- a girl influencer's caption on her picture when she buys a house. We're not yeah. building a house. We're building a home. Yeah, <laughs> oh, God. But yeah. <laughs> um, you mentioned Drunk With My Friends. I not going to lie. Song, man. I, I love, love this song. Because I think I have done everything on that song. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, the, the two yes. references. Did y'all catch the Charlie Brown and the SpongeBob reference in it? Yeah, oh, I loved the three hours later and the, yeah. uh, and the the teacher. I think it's the teacher in Charlie Brown, isn't it? Well, it's like whenever the it's adults, all the adults like, I think. in Charlie in the Peanuts, it would be like wah, 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 like that. Anytime his wife is fussing at him, that's the <laughs> voice that it uses. And I'm just like, yes. I was like, this is what us men hear when we're getting yelled at. <laughs> I was yeah. The SpongeBob is also at the beginning because the way they do the pedal steel, it's like yeah, it's like the little riffs that SpongeBob does. Uh, it's fantastic. Oh, I love how it, uh, it, it's <laughs> the transition between the first the first verse and chorus to the second verse and chorus is like three days later. <laughs> yeah, like, yes. fantastic, bro. The thing about the driver made me think about Logan back in the Dude, back that's in what early was, golf days. Let, let me play that right now because <clears throat> I had that queued up because. When that I I literally like a fucking nerd fist pumped in the air when I heard when I heard this line I was like yes I was like this was probably the line that I related to the most on this entire record and no, my driver's bent bent bent. Yeah, I was just like, yes. I was like, for years, I could not do anything but hit a slice. And I was like, so many times I would throw it. I wanted to snap it so bad. I was like, when I, Andy, 100%, dude. <laughs> I literally like, yeah. fist pumped in the car when I heard that. I was like, yes. <laughs> that was, to me, too, this song's funnier now that I've listened to just being earnest and heard some of his stories. Because, like, the golf one makes me think, I think it's when he was playing golf with Jason Aldean, and he started talking about like he had to get an IV because he came home blackout drunk, passed out in bed. He's like, when he woke up, like dead hungover, he's like, 
I ordered, we ordered pizza before I passed out. And he's like, he's like, there's going to be pizza on my doorstep. And he's like, I think he's like, I'm safe. And he like gets to the door. There's no pizza. Turns it around. Doesn't even make it to the bathroom before he threw up everywhere. And it, I was like, I feel like this is based off of that like event. Uh, like, it makes it so much funnier because this song is earnest. Yes. It shows his comedic side because he's a really funny dude. If you listen to his podcast. It, the and, like, and the Andy the line in it where he says we're, we're probably only playing nine that's that's such a lie, lie any such, any man yes. has ever told unless the son tells us we're not playing eighteen we're always playing eighteen <laughs> we're, but we're just talking a little business we're talking a little Our, business we're probably only playing nine don't worry about it you know, you know, and you know the, I quit drinking <laughs> <laughs> uh, well we hope you were lying when you said that but it doesn't like you were. Um, <laughs> uh, that reminded me. The biggest lie I tell Bailey all the time is, "Oh shit, I'm I'll be back in like an hour, twelve hours yeah. later, hanging out with you." <laughs> <laughs> oh, you finally decided to show back up. I was like, "Oh, they'll be here for you know an hour or two. But it's like I can still hear y'all. It's two thirty in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that was the original plan, but didn't go that way. Because <laughs> what does Ernest say? I got drunk, drunk, drunk with my friends, friends, friends. <laughs> Dude, I love. I love the one where it's like, you, I made you drive to get me tacos and you were pissed, pissed, pissed. <laughs> <laughs> so I made Bailey, I made Bailey go get me food. And I, like, <laughs> she's just infe- like, you know, I pick her up. I'm not mad, you know. I'm glad you're getting home. It's funny because you're really drunk as hell. You know, shoes <laughs> reversed. Fu- I can't believe you got that drunk. I can't believe it. The funny so, part, too. <laughs> the funny part, too, like, uh, towards the the very end of the song where he kind of turns it around. He's like getting drunk, drunk, uh, drunk with his friends, friends, friends. And it says, you know, telling her she needs to go out with her. She goes, maybe you need new ones. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a, that might be time to back up and punt. <laughs> For some reason, one of the funniest things to me is just, he's like the way he says, like, Hey babe, you, you got a second? Thinking about going golfing, like just the way he says it, just <laughs> yeah. for some reason, it's hilarious. <laughs> he really pulled off a like, like this is one of those songs that while if it was sung in a serious tone, we probably wouldn't like it. But the comedic side of it, the comedic timing, the references to things that we watched as kids, it makes the song work. Especially it's hilarious. It's hilarious. It's also, it's also yeah, self-deprecating too. Yeah, exactly, exactly. This is a good yeah. funny song. And I think this song is going to, if there was a way to measure which demographic found it the funniest, I'm going to say it's like 80-20. Men find it funny, women to, uh, I would say 80%. Extreme. Yeah, I would say Leia, almost exclusively men find this funny. Women don't find this funny. <laughs> yeah. Because it's a relatable song for us. Yes. <laughs> because like we've always said, <laughs> Like the memes out there like to say, women don't like how little it takes for men to be happy. <laughs> oh, yeah. When you, when you have the lawn chair in front of a TV in the uh, yeah. uh, a recliner and that's all it is in the apartment with a PlayStation. And it's like, yeah, women hate it. <laughs> that meme that went viral, I believe, was a Cat Hasty created meme. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Before she kind of like blew up in her music career. Like, I, yeah. I, if I'm remembering correctly, I think she's the one that created that meme. That's a fantastic meme, though. And it's true, though. Oh, it's very true. It says men. This is what a man's a man's living room looks like, and he sees no problem with it. <laughs> yeah. There's no live life love or labels for books. 
shit. Or like, well, how would you, how else would you know what to do in the kitchen if they didn't have the big sign that says eat? My favorite one though is how else would you know how to sit on the couch with all the fucking pillows on it? (laughs) The craziest thing I've ever seen. Well, let me rephrase that. The two craziest things I've ever seen that after my friends got married and I went to their house, right? Decorations are always very different. Once a young lady moves in, obviously it smells a lot better. It's a lot cleaner, so on and so forth. But there has been two different instances where there has been a ladder in the corner with a blanket that you cannot use. It's just there for decoration. Just just name drop me, Logan, please. You're not the only one, Kyle. (laughs) If it was just you, I would call you out, but you're not the only one. Go ahead and name drop me, man. (laughs) And then God knows if you go to the half bath that people have, there is almost always two things of soap. Liquid soap and a bar of soap. I learned the hard way not to use the bar of soap because that's for looks. (laughs) Yes, it is. Yes. (laughs) I don't understand that. And I'm like, soap is soap. (laughs) And I will be damned if you use that decorative towel that's hanging up beside the sink in the the bathroom. No, you use the the paper towels. The towel there is for decoration. (laughs) See, that's crazy to me. That's just crazy yeah, to me but, because soap is meant for washing your hands and towels are meant for drying shit off. It's just yes. wait, Kyle, do you have decorative towels in your half bath? Yes. Oh, man, I probably definitely use those. them. <laughs> oh, hey, I ain't, I ain't gonna tell on you. I'm not Dude, gonna. Dude, I have used that every single time I've pissed. Yes. In my bath. Yeah, I think. <laughs> now, in my, now, it, I had no in idea. Your, <laughs> in your defense, me and her had such a knockdown drag out about that that I think she conceded that one towel, if it's the gray and white one. I don't know what it looks like. I just yeah, grabbed if it. If it's gray and white, yeah. I see a towel, that I wipe. <laughs> yeah. But I remember there's there was a bunch on the stove, and I was washing my hands to cook some meat, you know. I washed my hands, and there was a towel right there on the stove. So I take it and wipe it off. And boy, yeah. she had she had an aneurysm and a stroke at the same time. <laughs> She's like, they're decorative towels. You can't use those. I said, Fuck you, man. I can't use them. It's sitting right there. What's the point of a towel if you can't use it? Just like the soap and the towel thing, I would never understand. Like, obviously, I'm not going to say never say <clears throat> that I'll never allow that because obviously, who, who am I kidding? It'll probably end up in my house one day, too. Oh, yeah, but, you're going to lose that battle. <laughs> but <clears throat> my soap thing is, is meant for washing, towels are meant for drying. I just I'm sorry, that's it. just normal. Like, oh, I want to decorate. I think I'll use soap to make this place look pretty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah what do, kind of logic it. is that? They do it, though, and don't you use the wrong soap. Don't you do it. My favorite one, though, no joke, my favorite one is I have pillows I can't sleep with. Now, yeah, if you look at me as a single man, you look at... I have two pillows on my bed. Yeah, two pillows on my bed, and I use both of them. Yep. I don't have throw pillows on my couch. I have a blanket for me and a blanket that my dog is laying on right now. So I have my blanket. She has hers. That's the only stuff on my couch. I don't have decorative pillows. Yeah, but... It's like an act of Congress. She, and then Bailey got mad at me. She was like, I said, Bailey, they're called throw pillows. But that is shit in the floor. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not what you're, you're supposed to stack them up neat. I was like, I'm not doing this shit every night. Just leave them in the floor. <laughs> Better yet. Just get rid of them. Yeah, you should. But I have two pillows. You have two pillows. And we just make it work. <laughs> Ernest is on something, though, man. Oh, yeah. Drunk, 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 uh, or whatever the actual song title is. Drunk with, drunk my, with friends. my friends. That's a that's a good one. Um, I will say, circling back real quick before we move to another one, 
I would like to say that Hill and Wild Wild West, two different versions of romantic relationships, right? But that's what I call a love song done right. Mm-hmm. Like the Wild Wild West being the passionate kind of like, you know, it ain't going to last very long kind of uh, relationship. And then Hill being, you know, you found the one and you're and you're you're singing about how you're good your relationship is how you're going to build for it that's it's done in a not cheesy and hokey way that so many artists like to do that uh, and i get it because women love those songs and they eat them up but i i'm i'm not a woman and i don't eat it up these are love songs i like the reason i love hill so much is it is a mature male love song yes yes that's a good way of putting it very good way of putting it it isn't the shit i was trying to do when i'm 20 Take this girl out, have a few beers, and uh, go from there. It's you know, I want a house. Yeah, <laughs> I want a house. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and you know, you're just a part of the big picture here. So, and Ernest, I think he's probably our age, isn't he? He's around our age, but I I heard on an interview he did the other day, which um, he's been married for like five years, and he has like a one and one or two year old. Yeah, he's probably the low thirties. Yeah, no, he's close. Like, I, th- well, I think he's like 30 twenty-nine or thirty. Yeah, I think he's three or four years older than Wallen. Okay, so if he is, is. that means he. So we're we're Morgan Wallen's age. Yeah, I think he's like 32, 33. Okay. Because I want to say, because I heard when Wallen was on his uh, podcast, I think they played baseball together one year, and then Ernest graduated. Okay. Yeah, that would make yeah, sense. So, damn, Knoxville pumping out some talent. Yeah, the, those Tennessee I think he's boys. He's from Nashville. Yeah, they they didn't go to high school together, but yeah, I think oh, he's from okay. the Nashville. Area. They played. Yeah, they played against uh, each other. Fan, fancy baseball. Oh, yeah, it was baseball. a. I don't know what they played. They played. I think no, they were no, fairly no, decent. Or showcase baseball is actually what it's called. The people they were playing with, there's multiple. I think they said there was multiple people in the majors that they were playing with. Makes sense. Now let's talk about some of the songs that are more on the sad side. Because um, obviously, as we like to say on here, sad songs make us happy. Um, <clears throat> Done at a bar, I like a lot because the the I love the chorus and how the pedal steel was so audible in the mix. But the part where it's like, won't let them get to my head. I know it's easier said than uh, than done at a bar. Again, j- in a similar way that he did with the uh, hill I would die on. I love using that phrase in the way that he did. <clears throat> um, especially how it's like referencing not letting this girl who for whatever reason has a hold on you. How you say you're not gonna you're not gonna let her get to you. You're not gonna fall for fall for her under the neon lights again. But by golly, you did it anyways because you're trying, but you're failing. Because it's easier said than done at a bar. I thought that was a well-written song um, and a, a relatable song in some ways that um, was one that I kind of gravitated towards. That one didn't make any of my list here. That that one's it's fine. That one wasn't way up there. But that's for me too. That would I I guess that would be a low out of all the songs for me on the album in the lower tier. That's still a pretty high low. So that's they're saying something about this grouping of songs. I had this in the air. Yeah, that's that's about where it's at. Um, these the best sad song on the album, "Unhang the Moon." Oh, hundred percent, it is uh, the best one by a mile. That made a Fantastic. bad list on me. Whoa! I thought, can, all right, I'd like to make a motion. 
<laughs> it's no longer bad take house. Bad take Andy. Andy's had some really shitty takes lately. So. <laughs> I would like to make a. Mo- I'd like to make a motion. <laughs> Second it. The, it's the. Uh, yeah, it's bad it, take Andy. To me, it's like cow. I, I just hear the <laughs> lot lizard cow. Yeah, lot lizard cow. It's bad take Andy. Hey, this is porn king. <laughs> I'm trying to get rid of that nickname. I'm not very proud of it. <laughs> I don't think Lot Lizard Kyle's any better. It's worse. It probably is. That would like for me, all I hear it sounds good. I like the way it sounds. I just it's I just hear he's like, I just want my bar back, basically. And I was like, I just not I just not too big on this. Oh, you're talking about done at a bar or unhang the moon. Unhang the moon. Because he can't go to like the bar without seeing the girl, and he's like, "I want to unhang the moon. I want you." He's like, "I can't ex- experience this bar without feeling all the things like from you." You boiled it down to the bar. That's interesting. That's like, what see, I, that's I, what he, I took. There's a certain took, line. I think he actually says that practically. Well, yeah, I mean that might be an element of it, but that's not. I don't see. I, one thing is, and I'm not saying you're wrong for this, and I'm right for this, or vice versa. You tend to key on on cer- key in on certain lines and let it make or break the song for you. <clears throat> I don't think that 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 line didn't make an impact on me whatsoever because I don't even remember it. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to see. It's like if you, I hear it. I hope I, you didn't ruin I, that song for me by telling me that, like the glass shattering, <laughs> because I love that song because I, I love the part about how it's just the whole song's about wanting to take back all the effort, time, and all the other crap that you did for somebody for someone who broke your heart. Like you want, like it's uh, the flip side of hanging the moon for somebody that you care about. You want to unhang the moon because that shit didn't work out, kind of. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're not wrong. I showed you my favorite bar in the world. I can't go there without seeing you, girl. It's the it's the end of the first verse. It's so early in the song too for me. Mm. I brought you to this town, hell. And the only reason you stuck around, I showed you my favorite bar in the world, and I can't go there without seeing you. And then everything from there just keeps tying back in my head to that. It's like you zoom in on something and you can't zoom out. Yeah, I understand what you mean because I was the same way with it was a John Party song that I hated and you liked a lot. Uh, Reverse Cowgirl. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Once I just heard a certain thing, I just couldn't unhear. So I'm sympathetic to Andy's uh, argument. The, the thing change my that you opinion. didn't like about that song, the party song, was exactly what I did like about it because I, I like two on those. Well, it, it was done on purpose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, look, yeah. <laughs> Anybody yeah. wants to hear that debate? Go listen to the John Party review we did. We went on for about five minutes on that one. Um, now, what did y'all think about anything but sober? Um, Kyle, oh, you talked about dude that's... the opening with that four on the floor. God. Talk about a uh, honky tonk flavor on that one. I, I really liked that one where, again, it's getting a little bit of that kind of sarcastic, uh, kind of smart ass uh, side of men where it says, you told me to quit drinking. You didn't say I had to be sober. <laughs> I'm chilling on, <laughs> yeah. on 30 milligrams over here or whatever it was, 15 milligrams. <laughs> yeah, I got um, yeah 10 milligrams. Was he talking about nicotine or marijuana? No, nah, I'm pretty sure. Well, definitely like marijuana. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was yeah. definitely marijuana. Um, he was doing a lot of drugs in that song. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got heavy Waylon vibes off this song. It was the it was the, Waylon uh, slash the Hank. Jump. Yeah. Yeah. I could even Hank see Hank. I can see. Yeah. I can see Hank saying this. Um, this is one of those old school ass theme thematic songs, but. 
Ernest has a pop voice, and his sound is really interesting and almost confusing, but in a good way. I think it's interesting you say he has a pop voice. I don't hear his voice. I think he can do pop music, but I don't think his voice is pop. See, I think I think I am tainted, and I have this is a personal problem. I'm tainted by what I heard first. Fair, like sugar and yeah, like, which was more um, pop leaning yeah. material. So now I just hear his voice in that way. Because um, I, I kind of hear him I, as a country crooner more than a uh, on these songs more than a pop. Yeah inflection whereas like if you go back and listen to sugar and some of the stuff from uh that project he did definitely more pop yeah i could see me doing the same thing but on those songs i just quit listening i was like i know i'm not gonna like this and i'm just getting out now but they were first i didn't ruin it i didn't ruin it for myself well they were first i didn't have anything else to listen to (laughs) um so i'm like that with everyone um (laughs) it's just what i hear first I'm, i'm like that with covers if I don't hear the original and I hear the cover, I actually like the cover more than the original in most cases. Right. Um, but yeah, I, it's really, he's really interesting because I don't think he's in a lane that no one else is even attempting to follow. You think so? Yeah. In my opinion, he's a pop voice doing some, some, some old school hardcore country. You got your country dudes trying to do it, but he has I a guess, real uh, he has a real odd flair to it. I guess if you hear his voice as a pop voice, that would ring true to an extent. I I just like I said, every this is a subjective part for both of our points here. I just don't hear it as a pop voice. That's fair. You know what I mean? I mean but I do think he can sing pop music. But if but I get if, your point if you hear it that way. If Wallen does it, I mean, like, Hardy is trying to be a rock star. But I still hear his voice as a country horse. See, I, I just can't hear it any other way. Right. He does a fine job. Wallen, it doesn't matter what he does, he's always ever going to be country. I can really? see that. Because Wallen, Wallen's voice is more pop than country. When he did uh, flower shops at the CMAs or whatever it was, it was awful. It was AIDS. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was horrendous, and I was just annoyed. But so, but Wallen has done just as much pop music as like in in terms of like what it actually sounds like. Well, he did like, that more. country. Well, he did that arguably Diplo more. Thing. Yeah. he did that Diplo thing, which is a TikTok song, and that was awful. But I'm not even talking about the actual pop release. I'm talking about like just songs like "Wasted on You" is more of a pop song than a country song. But then you oh, on the flip side, song. you have yeah. yeah then you on the yeah. flip side, you have like "Quitting Time," which with the Eric Church um, co-write that he he cut. That's a country song. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I just they they all are like mainstream artists who are going to lean a little bit in those directions. I just don't Y'all hear might, them like that either. Though I yeah, I hear Ernest is Ernest Hardy is Hardy. I mean, it just. Yeah. I don't know. I just hear them as individual people for the most part. Yeah, me and Andy don't like classify them in just one big group like that, Kyle. Um, sure. That's just you. <laughs> yeah. We're looking at them as individuals. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, piece that's of shit. True. <laughs> yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's, I have no rebuttal to that. Yeah, so. Yeah. 
So you successfully roasted me and Andy in this uh, podcast. So anyway, Andy, well, that was Andy. Andy's the one that got you on that. Uh, yeah. So that might okay. So what we got? Well, essentially, what we got here is a Spider-Man meme. We're all just pointing guns at each We're, other. All three of us are pointing at each other, like, who's going to fire off next? Yeah, this off. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. What did y'all think of a heartache on a hundred proof when with uh, Jake Worthington do what he did? I would have liked I, nah. it infinitely more Same if Jake me. Worthington wasn't on it. See, I like Jake Worthington. I love his voice. I, I, I love his music. Like he's very like traditional, neo traditional country. And I, but see that song Andy is not going to be one you like because Andy doesn't like actual country music. Andy <laughs> yeah, needs a, ain't no like, seriously, like Andy misses that. <laughs> Andy missed that. Andy likes to have a little bit of something else mixed in, whether it's rock or some other influences. Andy don't like he like the not wrong. like the traditional yeah. stuff. Yeah, I know. He hates nineties music. Mm-hmm. He got mad when we played Tracy Lawrence wild. one night. I know, which is crazy to me. Yeah, he did. He got mad. You're not uh, wrong. The, well, look, Jake Worthington. He's he is what he is. This song is very tropey. Yeah. Just instead of it being modern tropes, it's more old school tropes. Yeah, it's very tropey. And to me, there was nothing new. I mean, not new. I've heard this a thousand times, but better. <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> yeah, I didn't but, love the writing of it. Yeah, I've heard this a hundred thousand times, but better. No offense. There's too many better options for me, I guess, on this album. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, pretty yeah. solid. So it's, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's Andy's easy right. For, for mediocre to fall pretty low. Yeah, I mean that's not one that I would say is going to make any of my top lists from this record. But I did like the song. I made a list. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like it made the wrong list. <laughs> but all right, so let's go into. Well, it is Valentine's Day. Kyle had a good idea. Let's do three we like, three we love, and three we just were kind of. Eh. Uh, let's start with the ones that we liked. Kyle, if you want to start at three. Go to one. Which ones did you like? Which ones did I like? Um, Anything but sober. That intro is just fantastic. Uh, Done at a bar and this fire. Solid choices. Andy? Uh, Miss that girl because it grew on me. I didn't like it when we first talked about it, but the more (laughs) I... That's what she said. The more (laughs) I... uh, The more... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the, the more I listened to it, I was like, like just listening. Like obviously, I'm not big on the writing of it. The more I listened, to it, I was like, hey, this really ain't that bad. I'm, you know, I'm kind of enjoying this a little bit. <laughs> but uh, Wow Wow West, it's it's a banger. And then uh, Hill is it that one line put it up there for me. Uh, so for me, I'm gonna go three would be drunk with my friends. Um, two would be. Um, unhang the moon, and one is probably. I would say it. I probably lean towards Hill mm. being on there. It, it's like I'm having a hard time between the three. I like three. I love because it's a. Yeah. It's, I'm splitting hairs, you know, because there's a lot there. <clears throat> I really liked this album. If taking anything away one, from in America is, I really liked this album. It's basically, a top six, and we're doing the back three. Yeah, basically. Well, so, I actually had let's uh, say four. Yeah, I only had two in the air. Eh. Everybody else made the like and love. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So uh, let's go to the eh now before we go to the ones we love. Uh, Andy, let's start with you. Three, go to one. Are we doing bad? Yeah. Just the bad list? Uh, yeah. Let's see. I got uh, uh, anything but sober is on the bad list. I. Uh, it's not the way it's. Bad take Andy. I, I don't find it funny. I get. I don't find it that funny. And what <sighs> makes it worse is that it fo- it's followed it's following drunk with my friends and that kind of was a killer. It's really funny to something. I just, I don't find that funny. I get the sarcasm of it, but to me, it's just not it. Personally, I just don't find it that funny. And then, um, heartache in my hundred proof. I just, I just don't like the, the writing of it that well. And on hanging the moon, I just, I can't get past it. He just wants his bar back. Basically. He wants this girl and her uh, thoughts of her out of his bar. And I just, it's not for me, dog. Well, now that Andy's bad take there, Kyle, let's get away from the shallow end of the pool with his bad take on Unhang the Moon. Whatever the three you didn't like. (laughs) Um, So I will agree with him on uh, Heartache in my 100 proof. Eh. Um, Missed that girl, number 13. Kind of a, eh. Kind of a. I don't half assed, half assed attempt at whatever that's supposed to be, and um, last would be burnout. Those would be my eh. All right, so if I'm being honest, miss that girl is about the only one that kind of makes my eh list. I, I didn't really have any of the others that I really was just like would put on a list that I would say I didn't like. Um, that was just one that from the very beginning didn't connect with me. Um, maybe if you really kind of forced me. Put a gun in my head, told me to pick another. I would maybe say burnout. Maybe. But that one still is just kind of a more, you know, it, it's not bad. It's not great kind of situation where it's it's more radio ready than anything um, mm-hmm. of these 13 tracks. But the only one that I would put on my list of saying, eh, or just straight up I didn't like was Miss That Girl. Um Again, like I've said a couple of times, I really like this record. <laughs> it was, it was, there weren't many that I was going to have on that list. It was uh, so let's close it out with three that we loved. It is Valentine's Day. So, Kyle, start at three, go to one. <clears throat> three and going to one. Hang the Moon. Number three. Fantastic sad boy song. Number two. What have I got to lose? Not so much for uh, Ernest, just at the revelation that Dean Dillon sounds like. George Strait. Um, I was so caught off guard by that the first time I listened to it. I was like, holy crap. This is, this is like a doppelganger for George Strait. Has he had a, a son? And then you told me, obviously, he's old as, old as dirt. But, uh, and uh, my favorite song on the album, Hill. Because everyone should be shooting for the American dream that that song represents. All right, Andy, three to one. All Which right. one do you love? Number three, drunk with my friends, hilarious. <laughs> then I'm gonna stick with my uh, true to form on my one liners for this album. Apparently, is that uh, it's gonna be burnout because the let's throw around forever, call it what it ain't. Hook, line, and sinker sold me right there. I love that line. Then uh, number one's nothing to lose. This song is fantastic, start to finish. The writing is phenomenal, and I guess as anybody would know, I'm a sucker at the end when he switches it all from you and switches it to I. Sold. Nothing to Lose has that same carefree vibe that I love in it. From 
one that made my list. So for me, number three, I would go with songs we used to sing. That one has been one that I've loved ever since I heard a clip of it on TikTok. I loved it when it was released as a single. Still love it now, even after hearing the whole project. Number two is um, What Have I Got to Lose? Classic country from a modern artist with a legend you know, on as a duet partner and a, and a co-writing partner, Dean Dillon is absolutely fantastic songwriter. Um, it was cool being able to hear that collaboration. And then number one is wild, wild West, wild, wild West. I, I swear feels like a slightly more like just by hair, more pop leaning version of a song you would hear on the radio in 1996. And I love everything about it. It's very much just it has this carefree vibe to the song that just has me it, it's tickling the right spots in my brain every time I listen to it. I've listened to this one so much over the last uh, few days since the album released. So, uh, yeah, that's my top three. I actually would have pegged Nothing to Lose making your top three. I liked I would Nothing have to Lose. Mm-hmm. I liked it a lot, but it didn't mm. quite make my top three. That would have been That's a classic Logan song. The problem was the um, it was too close to Wild Wild West. You know what I mean in the track listing. Interesting. Similar vibes to both songs. Not talking about the songwriting. I'm talking about the way that it sounds and the way it made me feel. Uh, so it was too I'll close together. It, for it was it to, the songwriting that I would have pegged it, pegged it for you. Yeah, but see, like you, normally, yeah. But it was just like they both made me feel the same way when I was driving down the road, and one of them had already. Wild Wild West was my first love. <laughs> it, nothing to lose was always going to have to live up to the way that one made me feel the first time I heard it. So it was it was too close in the song uh, track listing. But uh, but overall, definitely you know recommend this project for people who are um, in, in the independent side for people that are willing to give an ear to the mainstream people putting out some quality stuff. Recommend this one for the people in the mainstream that are wanting to listen to more quality output from people uh that are you know in nashville i recommend this project uh definitely a good record uh check the the descriptions for these episodes click the link that says click here to leave us a voicemail and tell us which ones you like which ones you didn't or your overall thoughts about Ernest or you know flower shops uh the album two dozen roses uh we'd love to hear from you um be sure to give us five stars and a great review where you get your podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, and Stitcher for Country and Cold Cans. And check out the website, countryandcoldcans.com for blog content and shop. Um, so, you know, it is Valentine's Day. It's our annual show we always do. This one was a little bit less miserable than the previous two were, where we were just trashing the holiday for half the show. But we will end on this number. It's a fake holiday. Kyle was engaged, a- <clears throat> and he, he still contends the same thing. It's a fake holiday, and somehow she uh, convinced me to buy her a car and flowers. So, um, <laughs> still a fake, still a fake uh, holiday. So, yeah, screw this. Yeah, screw holiday, bro. Kyle's like, what have I done? Yeah, screw Kyle's like, it just sank in how much money I spent. <laughs> he goes, and I still can't use the fucking soap. <laughs> yes. That's right. Yep, you know, we're about to have a revolution in my house. <laughs> things, better, things better change around here. <laughs> They're probably not. Instead, they'll just get a second blanket to hang on that ladder that nobody can use. It's like U.S. politics, you know? People rant and rave and cheer about things they want done. And then, you know, six months later, nothing, nothing's changed. Nothing actually changes. Yeah, everything's <laughs> the same. But you felt good about yourself for a month. Yeah.
it felt good to, you know, to rant and rave a little bit, but <laughs> either way. Well, for yeah. this episode of Country and Cold Cans, I'm Logan sitting here with Bad Tech Trucker Andy. That's right. And Kyle. <laughs> we'll see That's you next right. time. Take care, guys.